In southern New Jersey and Philadelphia folklore in the United States, the Jersey Devil, also known as the Leeds Devil, is a legendary creature said to inhabit the forests of the Pine Barrens in South Jersey. The creature is often described as a flying biped with hooves, but there are many variations. The common description is that of a bipedal kangaroo or wyvern-like creature with a horse or goat-like head, leathery bat-like wings, horns, small arms with clawed hands, legs with cloven hooves, and a forked or pointed tail. It has been reported to move quickly and is often described as emitting a high-pitched, blood-curdling scream. According to popular folklore, the Jersey Devil originated with a Pine Barrens resident named Jane Leeds, known as Mother Leeds. The legend states that Mother Leeds had 12 children, and after discovering that she was pregnant for the 13th time, cursed the child in frustration, declaring that the child would be the devil. In 1735, Mother Leeds was in labour on a stormy light while her friends gathered around her. Born as a normal child, the 13th child transformed into a creature with hooves, a goat's head, bat wings and a forked tail. Growling and screaming, the child beat everyone with his tail before flying up the chimney and heading into the pines. In some versions of the tale, Mother Leeds was supposedly a witch and the child's father was the devil himself. Some versions of the legend also state that local clergymen subsequently attempted to exorcise the creature from the pine barrens. Prior to the early 1900s, the Jersey Devil was referred to as the Leeds Devil or the Devil of Leeds, either in connection with the local Leeds family or the eponymous southern New Jersey town, Leeds Point. Mother Leeds has been identified by some as the real-life Deborah Leeds on grounds that Deborah Leeds' husband, Jaffet Leeds, named 12 children in the will he wrote during 1736, which is compatible with the legend. Deborah and Jaffet Leeds also lived in Leeds Point section of what is now Atlantic County, New Jersey, which is commonly the location of the Jersey Devil story. Brian Regal, a historian of science at Keene University, theorizes that the story of Mother Leeds, rather than being based on a single historical person, originated from colonial southern New Jersey, disputes that became the subject of folklore and gossip among the local population. According to Regal, folk legends concerning these historical disputes evolved through the years and ultimately resulted in the modern popular legend of the Jersey Devil during the early 20th century. Regal contends that a colonial era political intrigue involving New Jersey politicians Benjamin Franklin and Franklin's rival almanac publisher Daniel Leeds resulted in the Leeds family being described as monsters, and it was Daniel Leeds' negative description as the Leeds Devil rather than any actual creature that created the later legend of the Jersey Devil. Much like the mother Leeds of the Jersey Devil myth, Daniel Leeds' third wife had given birth to nine children, a large number of children even for the time. Leeds' second wife and first daughter had both died during childbirth. Leeds and his family were prominent in the South Jersey and Pine Barren areas. As a royal surveyor with strong allegiance to the British Crown, Leeds had surveyed and acquired land in the Egg Harbour area located within the Pine Barrens. The land was inherited by Leeds' son and family and it is now known as Leeds Point, one of the areas in the Pine Barrens currently most associated with the Jersey Devil legend and alleged Jersey Devil sightings. Starting in the 17th century, English Quakers established settlement in southern New Jersey, the region in which the Pine Barrens are located. Daniel Leeds, a Quaker and prominent person of pre-revolution colonial southern New Jersey, became ostracized by his Quaker congregation after his 1687 publication of almanacs containing astrological symbols and writings. 
Leeds fellow Quakers deemed the astrology in these almanacs as too pagan or blasphemous, and the almanacs were censored and destroyed by the local Quaker community. In response to and in spite of this censorship, Leeds continued to publish even more esoteric astrological Christian writings and became increasingly fascinated with Christian occultism, Christian mysticism, cosmology, demonology and angelology and natural magic. In the 1690s, after his almanacs and writings were further censored as blasphemous or heretical by the Philadelphia Quaker meeting, Leeds continued to dispute with the Quaker community, converting to Anglicism and publishing anti-Quaker tracts, criticizing Quaker theology and accusing Quakers of being anti-monarchists. In the ensuing disputes between Leeds and the southern New Jersey Quakers over Leeds' accusations, Leeds was endorsed by the much maligned British royal governor of New Jersey, Lord Cornbury, despised among the Quaker communities. Leeds also worked as a counsellor to Lord Cornbury about this time. Considering Leeds as a traitor for aiding the Crown and rejecting Quaker beliefs, the Quaker Burlington meeting of southern New Jersey subsequently dismissed Leeds as evil. In 1700, the local South Jersey Quaker community retaliated against Leeds' anti-Quaker tracts with their own tract, Satan's Harbinger Encountered, being something by way of answer to Daniel Leeds, which publicly accused Leeds of working for the devil. During 1716, Daniel Leeds' son, Titan Leeds, inherited his father's almanac business, which continued to use astrological content and even competed with Benjamin Franklin's popular Poor Richard's Almanac. The competition between the two men was intensified during 1733. Franklin satirically used astrology in his almanac to predict Titan Leeds' death on October of that same year. Though Franklin's prediction was intended as a joke at his competitor's expense and a means to boost almanac sales, Titan Leeds was apparently offended at the death prediction, publishing a public admonition of Franklin as a fool and a liar. In a published response, Franklin mocked Titan Leeds' outrage and humorously suggested that in fact Titan Leeds had died in accordance with the earlier prediction and was thus writing his almanacs as a ghost, resurrected from the grave to haunt and torment Franklin. Franklin continued to jokingly refer to Titan Leeds as a ghost even after Titan Leeds' actual death in 1738. Daniel Leeds' blasphemous and occultist reputation and his pro-monarchy stance in the largely anti-monarchist colonial south of New Jersey, combined with Benjamin Franklin's later continuous depiction of his son Titan Leeds as a ghost, may have originated or contributed to the local folk legend of the so-called Leeds Devil lurking in the Pine Barrens. During 1728, Titan Leeds began to include the Leeds family crest on the masthead of his almanacs. The Leeds family crest depicted a wyvern, a bat-winged dragon-like legendary creature that stands upright on two clawed feet. Regal notes that the wyvern on the Leeds family crest is reminiscent of the popular descriptions of the Jersey Devil. The inclusion of this family crest on Leeds almanacs may have further contributed to the Leeds family's poor reputation among locals and possibly influenced the popular descriptions of the Leeds Devil or Jersey Devil. The fearsome appearance of the Crest's wyvern and the increasing animosity among local South Jersey residents towards royalty, aristocracy and nobility may have helped facilitate the legend of the Leeds Devil and the association of the Leeds family with devils and monsters. Regal notes that by the late 18th century and the early 19th century at the latest, the Leeds Devil had become an ubiquitous legendary monster or ghost story in the southern New Jersey area. Into the early to mid-19th century, stories continued to circulate in southern New Jersey of the Leeds Devil, a monster wandering the Pine Barrens. 
an oral tradition of the Leeds Devil monster ghost stories became well established in the Pine Barrens area. Although the Leeds Devil legend has existed since the 18th century, Regal states that the more modern depiction of the Jersey Devil, as well as the now pervasive Jersey Devil name, first became truly standardised in current form during the early 20th century. There have been many claims of sightings and occurrences involving the Jersey Devil. According to legend, while visiting the Hanover Millworks to inspect cannonballs being forged, Commodore Stephen Decatur sighted a flying creature and fired a cannonball directly upon it to no effect. Joseph Bonaparte, elder brother of Napoleon, is also claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil while hunting on his Bordentown estate in about 1820. During 1840, the Jersey Devil was blamed for several livestock killings. Similar attacks were reported during 1841, accompanied by tracks and screams. In Greenwich Township in December 1925, a local farmer shot an unidentified animal as it attempted to steal his chickens and then photographed the corpse. Afterward, he claimed that none of 100 people he showed it to could identify it. On July 27, 1937, an unknown animal with red eyes seen by residents of Downington, Pennsylvania, was compared to the Jersey Devil by a reporter for the Pennsylvania Bulletin of July 28, 1937. In 1951, a group of Gibbstown, New Jersey boys claimed to have seen the monster matching the devil's description, and claims of a corpse matching the Jersey Devil's description arose in 1957. During 1960, tracks and noises heard near May's Landing were claimed to be from the Jersey Devil, and during the same year, merchants around Camden offered a $10,000 reward for the capture of the devil, even offering to build a private zoo to house the creature if it was captured. During the week of January 16th to 23rd in 1909, newspapers published hundreds of claimed encounters with the Jersey Devil from all over South Jersey and the Philadelphia area. Among these alleged encounters were claims the creature attacked a trolley car in Haddon Heights and a social club in Camden. Police in Camden and Bristol, Pennsylvania supposedly fired onto the creature to no effect. Other reports initially concerned unidentified footprints in the snow, but soon sightings of creatures resembling the Jersey Devil were being reported throughout South Jersey and as far away as Delaware and Western Maryland. The widespread newspaper coverage created fear throughout the Delaware area, prompting a number of schools to close and workers to stay home. Vigilante groups and groups of hunters roamed the pines and countrysides in search of the devil. During this period, it is rumoured that the Philadelphia Zoo posted a 10,000 reward for this creature. The offer prompted a variety of hoaxes, including a kangaroo equipped with artificial claws and bat wings. Skeptics believe the Jersey Devil to be nothing more than a creative manifestation upon the imaginations of early English settlers in South Jersey, with plausible natural explanations including boogeyman stories created and told by bored Pine Barren residents as a form of children's entertainment, the byproduct of historical local disdain for the Leeds family, the misidentification of known animals, and rumours based on common negative perceptions of the local rural population of the Pine Barren. The frightening reputation of the Pine Barrens may indeed have contributed to the Jersey Devil legend. Historically, the Pine Barrens was considered inhospitable land. Gangs of highwaymen, such as the politically disdained Loyalist Brigands, known as the Pine Robbers, were also known to rob and attack travellers passing through the Barrens. During the 18th century and 19th century, residents of the isolated Pine Barrens were deemed the dregs or outcasts of society, 
poor farmers, fugitives, brigands, Native Americans, poachers, moonshiners, runaway slaves and deserting soldiers. So-called pineys have sometimes fostered certain frightening stories about themselves and the pine barrens to discourage outsiders or intruders from entering the barrens. Pineys were further demonized and vilified after two eugenic studies were published during the early 20th century, which depicted pineys as congenital idiots and criminals, as seen in the research performed on the Kalakak family by Henry H. Goddard, which is now considered biased, inaccurate, unscientific, and most likely falsified. Due in part to their isolated and undeveloped nature, the Pine Barrens have themselves fostered various folk legends. Apart from the Jersey Devil, many other legends are associated with the Pine Barrens. Supernatural creatures and ghosts said to haunt the Pine Forests include the ghosts of the pirate Captain Kidd, who supposedly buried treasure in the Pine Barrens and is sometimes allegedly seen in company of the Jersey Devil. The ghost of the black doctor, the benevolent spirit of the African-American doctor who, after being forbidden from practicing medicine due to his race, entered the Pine Barrens to practice medicine in the isolated communities of the Barrens and is said to still come to the aid of those lost or injured. The ghost of the black dog, which unlike many black dog legends, is usually portrayed as harmless. The ghost of the golden-haired girl, the spirit of a girl who is said to be staring out into the sea, dressed in white, mourning the loss of her lover at sea. And the white stag, a ghostly white deer said to rescue travellers in the barrens from danger. There are also folk tales concerning the Blue Hole, an unusually clear blue and rounded body of water located in the pine barrens between Monroe Township, Gloucester County and Winslow Township, Camden County and often associated with the Jersey Devil. Jeff Brunner of the Humane Society of New Jersey thinks the Sandhill Crane is partially the basis of the Jersey Devil stories, adding, there are no photographs, no bones, no hard evidence whatsoever, and worst of all, no explanation of its origins that doesn't require belief in the supernatural. Outdoorsman and author Tom Brown Jr. spent several seasons living in the wilderness of the Pine Barrens. He recounts occasions when terrified hikers mistook him for the Jersey Devil after he covered his whole body with mud to repel mosquitoes. Medical sociologist Robert E. Bartholomew and author Peter Hassel cite the infamous 1909 series of sightings of the Jersey Devil as a classic example of mass hysteria begun by a regional urban legend. One New Jersey group called the Devil Hunters refer to themselves as official researchers of the Jersey Devil and devote time to collect reports visit historic sites and to go on nocturnal hunts in the Pine Barrens in order to find proof that the Jersey Devil does in fact exist. Writing in Jan Harold Brunvan's American Folklore and Encyclopedia, Rutgers Professor Angus Cress Gillespie called the Jersey Devil an obscure regional legend for most of its existence and said that after more than 250 years in oral circulation, the legend of the Jersey Devil has many variations. Gillespie cites the devil's image used on t-shirts, buttons and postcards and cocktails named after the devil as indications that the recent history of the Jersey Devil is more in the realm of popular culture than folklore. Gordon Stein in an encyclopedia of hoaxes noted the alleged footprints of the Jersey Devil during 1909 resembled a horse's hoof. According to Stein, a man later admitted he faked some of these footprints. He also planted non-fictional newspaper stories about the new sightings of the devil. During 1909, Jeffries, with his friend Jacob Hope, an animal trainer, purchased a kangaroo from a circus and glued artificial claws and bat wings onto it. 
they declared it to the public that they had captured the devil and it was displayed at the museum. 20 years later, Jeffries admitted to the hoax. If you like that, then listen to our main show every Wednesday on all good podcast providers. It's Alive Alive, the really, really fake true crime horror podcast. All the guts and gore, none of the guilt. See you on Wednesdays.